It's over. All right, we it's on. Okay. Um, so this week in uh, digital literacies and 21st century skills, we have um, we've been reading about uh, social media um, today on the podcast. My name is Carrie, and I have Elizabeth. Hi. And- <laughs> And Dakota. Hi. (laughs) And a couple things we are talking about. um, We wanted to include in our podcast for today uh, was the video of um, of China ranks good and bad citizens with uh, social credit. Um, I know that. I think the video. that Aaron posted. I'm not sure if it's still up or not. I think it is, but it was really interesting. And I think it weaved in really well to the rest of the topic this week. Um, or as the reading, um, I think um, we're going to mostly talk about the Silicon Valley uh, billing Chinese style social credit system. Um, what did you guys think about that reading? Um, I thought it was really kind of scary myself. Um, I thought, you know, the fact that they said it was, I think they referred to it as like no dark corner um, because there was nowhere to hide. You know, they had that face recognition and all that stuff. And it was just kind of scary to think about, you know, what could happen here based on what's going on over there. I agree, because it is really scary, like, how they have so much control, and you're kind of, like, micromanaged in such a big society. I think that it's really interesting that, um, you know, after reading that article, um, you know, in in the article, it, it talked a lot about Uber and Airbnb and how we're kind of rated, too, after we use those services, Um, and I almost get this impression that, um, you know, before we know it, maybe we are going to be rated the way maybe the people in China are. And, um, Mm -hmm. it'll happen before, before we even know it, it's here. I I agree. I think too, I think that, um, I think I mentioned this to you guys previously, but I think the scariest part about it all was the lack of democracy. Um, You know, that there's, they're kind of being tried without any judge or jury. Mm -hmm. And in the same way it said in the, you know, Airbnb can block users without having to give them a reason um, as to why, you know, they're not allowed to book an Airbnb anymore. And it's kind of scary because it's, it is sort of similar. You can see the similarities yeah, like you don't have a fair trial. Like, how can you prove someone's innocence without having, like, if they have the power just to stop everything, what makes yeah. them stop from just having that power for that company and taking on more of a bigger role in our society? Yeah, because I think in China they said, too, you know, they're not allowed to um, travel. They can't get tickets on the train or in the same way that maybe an Uber system could, you know, block us from using Uber or whatever. And it's on a smaller scale, but 
it's the same theory. It's the same concept. So it's a little bit frightening. Um, but I, I, we talked about too, I think they had said, you know, 80% of Chinese people support the um, system. But I highly doubt that's true because I think they're afraid to say that, you know, they don't support it for lack, for fear of what's going to happen to them, maybe. Yeah, I agree because <laughs> they won't. Yeah, I... Go ahead, Dakota. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, like, I agree because, like, but how much of that population are they actually testing out? Because China is a very large area. So are they only doing, like, certain cities? where they know people are. Yeah, I think they said they were like testing it in Beijing, but Mm -hmm. I I could be wrong about this, but I think they were planning on fully implementing it for 2020 from some of the stuff I read. So it's definitely happening. Um, It's very scary. It's really scary. Um, And, you know, the way uh, the communists country's been run like for so long it's I feel like either the 80 percent of people who are who are in that group either they are kind of um afraid of what their uh government might do to them if they were to talk back or like um express what they really feel about that obviously and then I think some of it also might have to do like maybe maybe some of them are a little bit brainwashed. Maybe some of them kind of feel like, okay, well, this is the way it is here. This is the way it's been for a long time. And maybe um, we should just have proper etiquette on online and maybe we should just be not be purchasing beer with our money and you know maybe some of it does have to do with um you know just that fear just some of that brainwashing too i agree and i actually you know we had to do the argument this week for the pros and cons like whether we are going for for social media or against social media so i kind of used that as my pro actually what you're saying um for social media because i said you know maybe being ranked on who we are as people sort of encourages encourages us to be better people. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a scary thought, but if I'm, you know, trying to reach for the positive, maybe like trying to be a good person or be a good citizen and follow all the laws and follow the rules can be beneficial in some way too. Yeah. You know? I think there's, um, there's something to be said about that. Like, I think once, um, I think almost the the direction we might need to head in is once we have like that digital footprint, we need to think like, okay, well, even long after we're dead, this is how we can be memorialized. Mm -hmm. So um, I think people need to, I, I still think maybe it's, it's so still so fresh that people don't think in terms like that right now but i think we start they need to start doing that we need to start doing that yeah i think um in one of the readings with um i think it was was it sacco where i don't i forget which example it was where you know you forget who your actual audience is versus your intended audience 
Um, I think a lot of the younger generation, the students that will be teaching that kind of thing, they are not thinking in those terms yet. And they're not remembering that just who they're posting it for intend, you know, who they're intending to post it for is not necessarily who's seeing it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the, you know, education needs to come in with, with the digital online presence, um, you know, so that they're aware of those kind of things. What did you guys think about the hanging the, how the Chinese put their faces on the screen, like the public shaming aspect of it? Oh my goodness. Um, I've, I've, go ahead, Dakota. Oh, I felt like really bad. Like, how do you like feel like you almost are like a pariah once that is put on like on display and no one can like it's like you try to take take it back but how long does it take for you to get your name to be good again in a way right it made me think of you know when people write bad checks back in the check days <laughs> which are probably kind of a past thing now too but when people used to write a bad check you know and they would hang it on the cash register in the oh, store yep. or whatever you know public shaming and um I guess it's always been there in a certain way maybe mm -hmm. just a less public way that didn't make any sense but you know what I mean yeah yeah and it's <laughs> yeah like, um and I don't even know like how like how bad does it have to get for you to um have your name your picture up there on those boards like I don't think with a lot of these people doing I'm sure some of them, they're not doing anything that horrendous. Yeah. Um, they're probably just a bunch of small little mistakes maybe that um, accumulated into like having a bunch of points against them. And yeah, and and who's to say it's even accurate? You know, I think I got watching more videos after the one play that he recommended. It kind of, you know, how they just kind of keep going on YouTube and it plays mm -hmm. the next one. So I got, I was interested in it. So I kept watching more and more about it. And, um, you know, there was a couple of, you know, examples where um, their government, you know, kind of blacklisted them and it was inaccurate, but they have no recourse to fix it. And even trying to speak out and the fact that it was inaccurate actually makes it worse for them. So, um, you know, it's, it's scary because they have no means of, of, you know, standing up for themselves. Yeah. And we're all human. So like we could easily just make a simple mistake or a simple misunderstanding and someone just takes that as like, okay, now you did wrong. And now you're going to just suffer the consequence because I don't agree with whatever you did or said. Right. Yeah, it's like that um, reading we did where the, you know, guys were in the audience and they just made that joke and how how much that just crushed both, you know, both the guys who made the joke, but then the girl who called them out mm -hmm. for it. Like they're both ends of it. Their lives were completely ruined, mm -hmm. you know, just by one moment of poor judgment or, or however you want to interpret that whole example. It was interesting. Yeah, I thought that whole um, that whole uh, Justine Sacco reading was was interesting and uh, and disturbing. Like you don't realize um, you don't really realize that when you're behind a screen that the entire world can potentially be your your audience, and you can't just use it as you know you're talking to a your 
smallest group of like closest friends who know you well like right yeah did it did do you guys feel like after doing like all these readings and watching this that like it sort of makes you change how you behave online because i know i'm like before i post something now i'm really thinking it through <laughs> like you know it keep me so much more conscious mm -hmm. of i don't know just being more careful i guess yeah because once it's out on the web it's you can't really delete it yeah and anyone can find it no matter even if your stuff is private like there's hackers they can easily yeah. just get there and they can distort that image and make it right. a whole nother story and can ruin someone's life in a way because yeah. you posted it for one reason but then someone else took it and twisted it and now you're trying to scramble back and fix everything yep that's another good point um yeah we don't even know like what's real like about right mm -hmm. um yeah pretty scary yeah it is like it, you know i i heard about some of those things in the news not to the extreme of what was going on but then you read these detailed you know what actually happened and you know it's it's frightening it's, it's really things, things get totally misconstrued and um i think I, i've always been kind of cautious as far as um social media goes but like i'm more concerned about um like when my son is old enough to get his hands onto these things and yeah. like you know because yeah. it's you know I, I i think you're right i think you know teaching and educating yep um you know yeah i have uh two teenagers so this is a you know hot topic at our house <laughs> a lot and oh even you know, yeah it is because things that you think you know are funny at 14 or 16 that you, you know, might want to post online. And, you know, I'm constantly telling them that's never going to go away. And I certainly, thank God this didn't exist when I was, you know, 14 and 16. But, um, you know, and in the whole example about, you know, the college application where the, the kid that was in the gang, you know, was trying to separate himself from that. And, um, you know, it just, it just goes to show that even, you know, your college application, they're going to be looking you up and seeing what kind of person you are. 